Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13. It's where we left off last time. We've been talking about how in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, when the house of the Lord was dedicated there, in the Old Testament, Solomon built it. There was a mighty offering of dedication through prayer. The glory of the Lord fell after Solomon's prayer. Then we see the Lord spoke when he was ready to speak. And he said, This is a house of sacrifice, and this is a house of prayer, and my eyes and my heart will perpetually be on this house, perpetually. How long is that? My eyes and my heart will perpetually be on the house of prayer. We talked about how the house of prayer was violated as Jesus spoke to us there in the book of Mark. When he came into the temple and he found Anything and everything except prayer going on there. He found all kinds of business operation and people trying to profit from what should be a house of prayer. And Jesus threw over the tables of the money changers and said, this is prophesied. This is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. You've got all kinds of different agendas. And I... Zeal for the house of the Lord has consumed me. This is a house of prayer. We talked about how our inner man now, the house of prayer has moved from a physical temple to a temple that is your body, where the Holy Spirit lives when you come to know Jesus as your Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you have from God? So now that worship doesn't take place in a bricks and mortar facility. It is on the inside of you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and thereby the house of God. And by being the house of God, thereby the house of prayer. So what's going on in your temple? Is it prayer? That is the number one agenda that the Lord says that this temple is to be a house of prayer. We saw also in that passage where God said, not only will this be a house of prayer, but it'll be a house of sacrifice. That is, blood must be honored in that house of prayer. We talked about how in your inner man, which is the house of, house of prayer where God lives right now, blood has to be honored. It cost you blood. It cost Jesus blood to get you. We found out how that the blood of Jesus has to be honored because the blood received and applied. It's not enough for the blood to be shed. The blood has to be applied. On the night of Passover, God said, you take that lamb's blood and you, you take it and Spread it over the littles of the house. It's not enough for the lamb's blood to be shed. You have to apply it. 
In the New Testament, that blood has to be received by faith, but it is applied by the words of your mouth. You even receive salvation that way. It is that it is with the heart that you believe, but it is with the mouth that you confess that leads to salvation. So the blood must be not only shed, but it has to be applied. And that blood applied gives you access. We found out in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10 that because of the shed blood of Jesus, you now have bold access before the throne of God. You belong there. You don't belong there because you did a bunch of good stuff. You don't belong there because you're trying to be a good mom or dad. You don't belong there because you go to church occasionally or you tithe. You belong there because of the blood of Jesus and no other reason. You have full access to the throne of God by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus. Not only do you have access, not only do you belong there, but you have authority. We found in Colossians 2, 14 and 15, that what Jesus did on the cross through his shed blood disarmed principalities and powers. We find out that the, the accuser of the brethren is cast down and defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Working in concert, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Why the word of our testimony, pastor? Because the devil is not omniscient. God only is omniscient. The spirit of God lives on the inside of you and knows your thoughts. The devil does not live on the inside of you. He gets his information from listening and gathering information through a host of angelic beings under his authority called demons, but he is observant. He's very observant, but he does, he's not omniscient. Only the Spirit of God is omniscient. And for that reason, you not only have to stand in authority, you have to release that authority through the words of your mouth in line with what the Word of God says is the truth. The devil doesn't read your mind. So you got to say something. You say, that just sounds weird to me. I know it. It used to sound weird to me. In the, and I asked the Lord, why does this sound weird to me? He said, because you've been off for so long. Anybody else here can say that? Besides that, the enemy don't want you to ever speak up. Because the devil knows something most Christians don't, and that is that you have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. But to exert that authority, you have to say something. God created you as a speaking being because God is a speaking being. You're created in his image and likeness. He speaks. And, the, and God didn't go mute when he came to live on the inside of you. Access and authority through the blood of Jesus. But what we found out last time at the very end in chapter 13 of Hebrews and beginning there in the 15th verse, therefore by him, that is by our high priest, the Lord Jesus, let us continually 
offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. We talked about the power of thanksgiving last week. We talked about how praise pleases God, how faith is a powerful partner of, uh, how praise is a powerful partner of faith. Abraham believed God, but he grew strong in his faith by giving glory to God. It's an attitude changer. Psalm 42, 11, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you, why are you disquieted and upset within me? Hope in God, I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. I've been depressed before and talked myself out of it through the word of God. It's a powerful weapon against worry and anxiety. We talked about that and how it connects you with the heart and blessing of God developed because trust is developed. When you give thanks and praise, when you're going through it, when it looks like stuff's getting worse instead of better, when there's all kind of pressure building up that you can hardly breathe, when you release your heart and your tongue to give thanksgiving and praise, something happens on the inside of you there is something magnetic to the heart of God when you are willing to give thanks and praise when you don't feel like it. Has your children ever come to you and say, Mom, Dad, I don't understand what you're trying to do. I don't know what you're trying to say. What you, what, your decisions are confusing to me, but I want you to know I trust you anyway. Would that do something for you? Well, how do you think that our Heavenly Father feels when we give thanksgiving and praise when we don't understand? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your steps. But we found out that we're to give thanksgiving and praise to the Lord at all. What's going on in the house of God? It's a house of prayer. It's a house of honoring the blood. It's a house of thanksgiving and praise. Is that going on in our inner man? But I want you to notice something else. It is is to be something going on on the inside of us that has to to do with praise and worship set to music. Oh, pastor, I'm not into music. Well, you need to be because God is. I don't care much about music. It don't do much for me. Well, you might need to look at the scriptures and take a good look at why that is. Well, I, you know, it, 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 I, I, don't, I, I am really into word and teaching. I'm not much into music. Well, Let me just ask you to reconsider that because you see, our God is a God of music. Did you know before the earth was created, there was all kinds of music in the heavens. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28, the Bible describes why why Lucifer got thrown out of heaven. And there's an indication there in those passages that Lucifer was actually equipped to give praise to God. Some conservative scholars have even said that it is their opinion that Lucifer was actually heaven's choir leader. I don't know that you can prove that, but I have seen evidence in the scriptures where he was specially equipped to give praise out of his own being. 
He was the anointed cherub that covers. But how many of you know that according to these two passages that the devil began to, uh, to, uh, to think about and perpetuate his own agenda? I will put my throne above the throne of the Almighty. I will, I will, I will, I will. But he did it outside the realm of recognizing that God was to be worshipped through the musical ability that he was uniquely given. Music is born in... Music is God's idea. It's so powerful. It's so powerful for life and so powerful for death. It gets into your soul and you don't even know it. There are times when I'll be walking around and by the Holy Spirit, songs of praise and worship will rise up on the inside of me. There are times, now you got to understand that I'm a child of the 60s and 70s. There are times when songs will rise up on the inside of me that aren't so pleasing to the Lord. I could sing a few right now and you would get it, but I'm not going to. The other day, I was humming along, I was, uh, words were going through my mind of a song that I was listening to and, and repeating as a teenager, and I thought, my Lord, what am I doing? I know none of y'all spiritual people would ever do that. Music is powerful. It will get on the inside of your soul. You better watch what you allow to get on inside of your soul. It has an effect. It has an effect. Music was met as an expression of praise to the Lord. Do you know that one reason why you're so uncomfortable with spiritual music may not just be because you don't like that particular brand, it may be that the Lord is trying to tell you, I want you to give me praise and worship in the context of music and to break the fallow ground of your pride. I want you to turn well. I want you to look quickly with me at a few things here. Turn to Psalms. Psalm 92, please. Now you gotta you gotta look quickly because I'm gonna be moving on. Psalm 92. What a joy and a pleasure it is to have the praise team God has given us to lead us in worship every week. Amen? I'm so glad we got Mike Wooten here with us this morning. I've known Mike for years and years and years, singing with us and bringing praise and glory to the Lord. Mike, we love you. We thank you for your contribution to the service today. Let's look at Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Do you sing praises to your God? Look at 95, Psalm 95, verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Oh, my. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. And I, you know, look, 
one of the most beautiful things about this faith family is we have such diverse backgrounds, such diversity. I woke up in church one day many years ago and I decided, how awesome is this? Everybody looks like me. And the Spirit said to me, that's not very awesome at all. That is not what my kingdom looks like. I love the diversity in this family. We've all come from different backgrounds. It is the love of God and the authority of the scriptures that we base our fellowship on. I know that there is singing and joyful praising. I know that there is lifting of hands. I know there is shouting joyfully. I know there is standing in honor. I know, there, I know there are all kinds of expressions of praise, and it blesses me to see people from all kinds of backgrounds come together, some from Catholic and Episcopal and some from Pentecostal and everything in between. It is a beautiful thing to give praise to the Lord and not be consciously worried about this brand and that brand. I don't care two hoots about brands. There's not but one family of God. Now, I want to tell you something else. There's all kind of family gatherings. Now, some of us wouldn't be comfortable in your family gathering. And some of y'all wouldn't be comfortable in our family. I'm talking about in the flesh. But when we come in the Spirit, it should all be centered around the Lord and what He wants, and part of what He wants is praise. And the only thing God doesn't have that you can give Him is your praise. In the house of God, there needs to be prayer in our inner man. Look at chapter 96 of Psalms, verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Everybody say, that's me. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Well, I'm not very good at singing. Well, I'm going to show you something before we quit that will make you feel better. Look at Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord. To who? A new song, for he has done marvelous things. Look at 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. When you sing to the Lord, it, op- it gives God a welcome mat to manifest his presence in your midst. Sing to the Lord. Psalm 101. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord, I will. I will sing praises. Psalm 104, verse 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. You say, I don't know, Pastor, that's an Old Testament scripture. Well, I want you to go with me to Hebrews chapter 2. I want to show you that Jesus sang praises 
in a corporate setting of worship. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. The author of your salvation got in the presence of other believers and sang. I bet you don't think much about Jesus singing, do you? (laughs) Hebrews 2. This is talking about how the Lord Jesus, our higher priest, verse 10, it was fitting for him for whom all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation, talking about Jesus, perfect, that is through suffering. He was not morally imperfect, but to bring to completion all that he was designed and destined to do, he had to go through suffering. How many of you know you don't get healed unless you're suffering? For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he's not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, remember, talking about Jesus, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. Jesus got in the midst of other believers, other worshipers, and sang praises to his father. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't like the, the music very much. Well, let's turn back to the left here to Ephesians chapter 5. Talking about the church. See, we've gone from God's covenant people to Jesus to the church. Are you getting the picture here? Ephesians chapter 5. This is talking about the church gathered together. Verse 15, see that you, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Don't say a thing about with your voice. It says you are to sing in your heart. to the, there, there should be an expression of praise that begins in your heart. You don't need to worry about what your voice sounds like. You just connect with God out of your heart, notice what it does, verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. Do you know that when you sing to the Lord in the context of other worshipers, you are speaking to all of those gathered for the same purpose? You are teaching. You are speaking. You are ministering. Listen, I want you to get revelation of this. When you come into this place corporately, you are ministering to other people who are in here by participating in praise and worship. If you are not singing in praise and worship, then it may be all about you. The Lord has an agenda for praise and worship. Singing, teaching, one another, ministering to one another in psalms. What's a psalm? 
A psalm is the, old, the, the word of God set to music. Like a deer panteth for water, so my soul panteth after thee. Where do you think that came from? That's a psalm. It's scripture set to music. God is great and greatly to be praised. Where did you get that? Right out of the psalms. You're singing psalms, hymns, those, those lyrics, those tunes that have been passed down for generations through believers that turn our attention on the Lord. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. When peace like a river attendeth my way, and sorrow like sea billows row, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Hymns passed down from generations by believers, inspired of the Spirit of God, and spiritual songs, those songs that are born out of and affirmed by the Holy Spirit that honor the Lord and minister to His people in their time of need. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Sound familiar? To worship you, oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs should be in the house of God. Prayer and sacrifice and thanksgiving and the praise of singing. This ought to not only be corporate, it should be personal. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Would you join me in this confession today, church? Would you just speak it right out loud? Mighty Father, give me revelation of what pleases you, what touches your heart, what you desire. I pray that by faith, through your grace, you will give me the desire and the discipline to sing to you a new song, to sing a, an expression of my praise and thanksgiving to you. I pray that not only will I be a house of prayer and a house of sacrifice and a house of thanksgiving, but a house of praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.